Welcome to session one of the Journey with Jesus. Before beginning, take time to recite the prayer of commitment and guide to worship, being mindful to see what you say. In this portion of our discipleship experience, we'll focus on five spiritual disciplines over the course of five sessions. These disciplines encompass the core behaviors by which we live out our faith in God and with others. The Journey with Jesus document displays the five disciplines in the form of a cross with worship at the center, which will be our focus in this session. The vertical axis, hear his word, pray his will, depicts our relationship with God. The horizontal axis, join his people, tell the world, depicts our relationship with people. In effect, by practicing the five spiritual disciplines, we put the great commandment and great commission into action. After experiencing God through the guide to worship, it is both appropriate and fitting that worship is the first discipline of our journey with Jesus. The key verse is John 4, 24, where Jesus says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Join me in your Bibles as I read John 4, 21 to 24 from the English Standard Version. The setting is Samaria, Jacob's well. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now, listen as I pray read John 4, 21 to 24, conversing with the Lord while prayerfully reading and reflecting on that passage. Use your imagination to see what I say. Jesus I see you sitting by a well talking to a woman from a nearby village in Samaria. You look at her and say, Believe me, the time is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Lord, this woman knows that Samaritans and Jews worship in different locations. Yet here you say that worship in the future will not be about location. Then you go on to say that she and her fellow Samaritans don't know what they worship because salvation is from the Jews. I wonder if this unnamed woman felt insulted by that statement. I also wonder if she understood what you meant. But without giving her time to respond, you make your point by saying that the hour has come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, and that those are the kind of people the Father seeks to worship him. So, according to what you are saying here, Jesus, 
Worship is not about the place, but about the heart. You then put it all together by stating, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Lord, please help me worship you in the most spiritual and genuine manner. Respond to the following tasks and questions. Retell from memory the scene by Jacob's well in John 4, 21 to 24. What did you see? What is most meaningful for you about this experience? In a typical Bible study, it is not uncommon for the leader to ask, what does this verse mean to you? Although that may be a good question for applying scripture, it's not a good question for interpreting it. For example, with John 4, 21 to 24 in view, our task is to determine what Jesus meant by what he said. We must start by answering the six W's. Who, the speaker, whom, the audience, when, the time, where, the place, why, the purpose, what, the meaning. We're not yet ready to interpret, so let's focus first on the first five W's. Read John 4, 21 to 24, and then answer the who, whom, when, where, and why questions. In response to these questions, to answer them in one sentence, consider this. Jesus is speaking to a woman at around noontime by Jacob's well near the Samaritan city of Sychar to tell her what it really means to worship God. Of course, in view of the larger context, Jesus is revealing himself as the Messiah. But the main point of John 4, 21 to 24 is worship. We will answer the what question in time, but not before summarizing the passage in an observation statement. Here's why. Imagine yourself almost ready to perch 100 acres of property that is mostly wooded with several kinds of trees on it, a stream running through the middle and a gradual upward slope on one side of the stream. You've already walked the property several times, think you know it well, and are just about to close the deal when someone advises you to fly over it and take some bird's eye view photos to see if you've missed anything. You take the advice and are glad because the photos not only show you how all the property fits together, but also reveal some things you didn't notice before. Likewise, considering the context of verses in a scripture passage not only shows you how the verses fit together, but also reveals things you didn't see before. For this reason, the summary of a passage, which I will refer to as an observation statement from now on, is a necessary initial step for any Bible study. 
With John 4, 21-24 in view, draft an observation statement in 10 words or less. In 10 words, this is what I offer for John 4, 21-24. God expects believers to worship him in spirit and truth. The observation statement gives us an overview of the passage by simply summarizing what it says. The interpretation, which then follows, tells us what the passage means. So, with the context in mind and your observation statement in view, let's address the what question by interpreting our key verse, which is John 4, 24. First, Bear in mind that God wants us to know him intimately, so he reveals himself in ways we can understand. Therefore, it's very important that we use common sense to interpret scripture, being careful not to read anything in or out of the text that isn't there. Since all language is comprised of words, it is necessary to understand the meaning of words in a sentence in order to understand the meaning of the sentence. In effect, the definition of a particular word in the context of a Bible verse is an interpretation in itself. As we give attention now to John 4.24, defining key words to help us to understand the meaning of verse 24, keep in mind four C questions when drafting your interpretation. First, is it correct? Second, is it comprehensive? Third, is it concise? And fourth, is it coherent? Respond to the following tasks. Select keywords in verse 24 and define them in the context of John 4, 21 to 24. Using your definitions, and common sense, draft an interpretation of verse 24. Evaluate your interpretation of John 4.24 in view of the four C questions. My definitions of keywords from John 4.24 follow. Spirit, which is the non-physical essence of a person that includes character, emotions, and will. Worship, which is to revere, respect, honor, and adore a divine being through words and actions. Truth, which is the veritable essence of something or someone, that which is real and genuine. With those definitions in view, my interpretation of John 4.24 in context follows. In his conversation with the Samaritan woman, Jesus states plainly that the nature of God is spirit, which is the essence of his ultimate identity. Therefore, since God is a spiritual being who made us in his image as spiritual beings, we must revere, respect, honor, and adore him in ways that are personal and genuine. Authentic worship that is spiritual in nature 
is a matter of the heart and not dependent upon a physical location. Now that we have an observation statement of John 4, 21 to 24, and an interpretation of 4.24, we are ready to apply that verse to our lives. Be mindful that there is only one interpretation to any text or discourse, which means that whatever one says or writes has a particular meaning. However, many applications may be derived from what is said or written, as long as every application is supported by the Bible text. Now, Let's see how God wants us to apply John 4, 24, starting with the words, God wants me to respond to the following tasks. Draft a life application of John 4, 24 in the context of John 4, 21 to 24. Select a key word from your application to help you remember it today. Share your personal applications, giving reasons why they are important. My life application of John 4.24 follows, and my key word is worship. God wants me to worship him with all due respect, spirit to spirit and heart to heart. Let's take a moment now to reflect on our experience together, always mindful that the first spiritual discipline, worship the Lord, is at the heart of our relationship with God. Our study of John 4, 21 to 24, included an observation statement for us to know what the passage says, an interpretation to know what it means, and an application of 424 with a key word to remind us of how the Lord wants us to apply his word to our lives right now. This ends my presentation of the Journey with Jesus, Session 1, but there's much more to come. As we meet with God personally every day, let's also keep meeting with fellow disciples to share our experiences and to encourage and pray for each other. And let's always keep in mind that our goals are to experience spiritual intimacy with the Lord and one another day by day. Our assignment this week, which follows, is simply to practice what we're experiencing. Recite and reflect on the prayer of commitment daily. Worship the Lord by reflecting on God's attributes in the guide to worship. Pray read John chapters 1 through 5, and write an observation statement of John 4, 21 to 24. Write an interpretation of John 4, 24 with definitions of your key words in view. Write an application of John 4, 24 and ask God to help you put it into practice. And lastly, as the Lord leads, share with others what you are learning and experiencing.